strength means that you're still standing by yourself when there are huge challenges out there, when there are crises out there and everything else, and you still stand to yourself, to your vision, to your mission, maybe sometimes stubbornly, but you stay there and going every single moment towards your vision and your dreams. Just by be simply you, no matter what. And nothing else matters. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We are so happy that you are here with us this week. We have so much to talk about as usual. And today we are going to be talking about some things that relate to these terms that I heard today. In the zone, in the pocket, runner's high, being unconscious, and forever box. If you have no idea how those things relate. Forever box? (laughs) Forever box. If you have no idea how those relate to each other and you haven't looked at the title of the episode yet, you're about to find out. But first, (laughs) I want to hear Sierra's reality check today. Uh, Okay. My reality. I say that like I'm surprised. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, So my reality is... Huh, that for one, I'm hungry because <laughs> I just don't have enough groceries in the house, and I'm trying to figure out the budget. And like, we didn't budget for Christmas gifts this year. I don't know mm-hmm. how it came; like, it fell by the wayside. Last year we did, and last year was beautiful at Christmas time. This year we had a lot of changes, and the Christmas budget did not happen. And so I'm just like, it's fine. Like, I just won't get groceries. <laughs> That's my go-to. Mm. I get groceries for everyone else and I don't buy food for me because Jay is stressed out about money. So I'm like, if I just don't buy food for myself, that'll be good. Sierra. It's a terrible mistake. Yes. It's the worst thing to do. But I'm like, I survive off of like whatever's in the house. I mean, I can do that. It's, I don't need meat all the time. Like, you know, you can have meat like once or twice a week and that's fine. But it's starting to weigh a little thin on me now. Mm. I also, I mean, I could have made myself an egg sandwich this morning, but I didn't. Because so you, you did not. Because what? I was say you did not buy yourself quick and easy things that you like to eat. Or you just. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like the rest of the day. And I like an egg sandwich. I usually have an egg sandwich every morning. But the second half of my reality is that I'm like just going and going and going because I'm so excited and I forget to eat sometimes. Hey, we're talking about that today. I know. I know. (laughs) So like there's, there's two parts to it. By the time I actually have time to eat, I don't Mm -hmm. have dinner food really. So I'm like, ugh, I don't want an egg sandwich at dinner. And then nothing sounds good. 
but I always have an egg sandwich available for breakfast, but I'm so, I get so excited in the mornings that I like power through all of the stuff I'm doing and then I'm like, shoot, I'm starving. And so now mm-hmm. here it is. It's 10 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, we have to record and I'm famished. So I'm eating a banana. How do you not like breakfast for lunch and dinner? Mm. Oh, I could, if someone, or if I had like it, I could eat an egg sandwich at any point in the day. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. That's where we differ. I used to, but lately I've been very picky with what I want. I know, like recently I went through a phase where I didn't want anything. So I was like, like nothing sounded good. And now it's like, <laughs> I don't think I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's been happening for a few months. So. <laughs> It's just a weird food time. Like food. Yeah. I went to, I took Gray to the doctor for his one year checkup. And I also was asking about Arrow. I'm like, you know, cause I'm like, Gray eats so much. And my four year old, he doesn't eat hardly anything. And he said, toddlers, food is just mere survival. They go, go, go hard until they need nourishment. And then they eat whatever they can to get that nourishment so they could go back to playing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm in toddler zone where I just, it's just <laughs> nourishment. I'll eat what I need to to get to the next play. That's where I'm at. Got it. I like it. Um, Speaking of food, before we move on, I have another cheese joke for you. Oh, yes. So I I purchased my man friend and I a cheese advent calendar from Lytle, which is a grocery store I like to shop at. And it's like, you know, 24 days of these little tiny, like, I don't know, maybe one ounce or less cheese circles. And I thought that it was gonna be like a completely different cheese every day. And I was really excited, but it's the same five cheeses like over and over, but they're really good cheeses. So it's okay. But you get a different joke every day. But the best part, which I didn't know happened is when you peel off the little number, there's a cheese joke on the other side. And some of them are fantastic. So excited. So I like this one. Let's hear it. What does cheese say to itself in the mirror? <laughs> cheese, I look good today. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh. Looking Gouda. Looking Gouda. Oh, I should have I said cheese, I look Gouda today. Uh-huh. Oh, that's even, that makes it even better. I like it. Yes. <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. Okay. <laughs> so enough about food. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your reality? My reality check is technology hates me today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that I, I know that I need a new computer and I need to figure out what I want so I can save up for it and all that. But my computer's like not even two years old yet. And it started acting up when it was six months old, but I just didn't have the time, energy or money at the time to figure it out. So I just kind of keep going as it keeps going. Um, and I, you know, bought my really nice podcasting mic that like actually works the second one and it's working, but it's not connecting to my computer. And I believe it's my computer's fault. And it's not even the software's fault because I tried doing something online. So this is two episodes now where I just am recording my computer sound. And so I apologize if it sounds different. And then, oh, and then we, Skype was giving us issues. What? I lost you. See, you just lost me in the middle of me talking about technology hating me. And I was about to start talking about Skype. Maybe it was the Skype gods being angry. But that's, and I've been feeling that in general lately. Like, I feel like as 
like we're almost in like a valley of technology right now as in you know the technology like it gets so good so good so good and then it starts to like as it's getting better it starts to not work as well like i feel like you know technology is supposed to make our lives easier and work so well and the more it improves the better it should work but lately i feel like almost everything even when i get brand new things like it works not as good as some older technology that i had if that makes sense Mm. well i also feel like they create it to fail well they do but it shouldn't fail like out of the box or in the first few months they should at least give us six months or eight months like come on yeah I also feel like technology is like, I mean, because then you, maybe it's your, maybe it was your computer with the first mic because I still have my first mic and it works fine mm. and yours would be terrible. So I wonder if that was your computer or if technology just always hates you. <laughs> maybe. I mean, well, to me, I'm like, okay, is it giving me a sign that I need to like step off the technology a little bit? But that's kind of hard when we run a podcast and an online business and I work yeah. freelance online. <laughs> I think it's a sign that you need to get a new computer. (laughs) I know. I do. I do. I really do. I'll talk to my dad again. (laughs) He's probably so tired of me saying, okay. And then he like does all the research and gives me things. I'm like, okay, well, it's working okay right now. So I'm not going to do it just yet. He loves you though. So he does love me. (laughs) I love him. You got that going for you. Well, if you're wondering why we have gone 10 whole minutes since I gave you those random phrases, that you have no idea how they connect. (laughs) They connect through the idea of flow. Flow. I freaking love flow. Yeah, Sierra is the one that introduced me to the idea of it, even though I kind of, I had all like the the thoughts about that, that flow are in my head. And then Sierra mentioned it to me maybe a year or two ago. And I was like, Whoa. And she sent me the chart and I said, Oh my gosh. Yes. I've been like, these are the thoughts. I just didn't know it was a thing. And I feel like a lot of people probably have that. Yeah. I think there's a good chance. I had this perfect definition of the guy that like created it. Do you have his definition? Did you find that? Um, potentially you're talking about flow science. They started to become aware of it in like the 1880s and they were talking about, you know, an altered conscious conscience. Um, but it was in the 1960s, seventies, eighties that and I'm going to butcher his name. I tried remembering and now I forget, but it was a Hungarian guy. May I forget. I completely forget how to say his name. I'm sorry, sir. Wait, did you once know how to say it? Well, That's I was so listening. Mahali. It's like the same in the first and the end. The end. His first. Oh, I think it's like Chizmihai or something. It's not that, but it's closer to that. You do not pronounce all of the consonants. <laughs> but Mihai Chikismela. We'll call him MC. MC. So MC realized. You know, he he realized this this theory, and he started researching all over the world about flow and he would ask lots of different people and he was able to basically define it too and realize what defines flow and how you can get it. Well, I mean, he, he did so much research on it that like people actually can tell you how to get into flow. You can make yourself go into it. It's not just this like ambiguous thing of, Oh, I hope I can reach flow. 
Oh, I don't think he defined it. I think back when he when he defined it, I, I don't I don't think they really understood how to get into flow until recently. <laughs> but mm-hmm. into flow. It just all sounds so like zen, but it really there's a lot of science behind it and it's really It is cool. But I think basically the guy, MC, our friend MC, he just basically he pretty much invented or not invented it, discovered it. Yeah. Um he 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 realized that I thought. Well, I have a definition kind of here. It's okay. The optimal state of consciousness where we feel our best and perform our best. We have rapt attention and total absorption when we are in flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have complete immersion and involvement in activity that makes things happen almost effortlessly mm-hmm. time seems to disappear. Yeah. And the really cool part about it is people used to think that it was our brain in overdrive, but it's actually the opposite. It is transient hypofrontality, which translates to the temporary slowing of our frontal cortex. So it's actually our brain using less of our brain to be in this flow state where we get so much more done. It's insane. Okay. So before we get into the science behind it, I think we need to talk about it a little bit more because otherwise people are probably like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) What? You lost me. Okay. So to get you an idea of like what flow is and how you've experienced it, it is that moment in your life where time seems to disappear, where something is just so amazing and effortless. Um, like sometimes people, I, th- I don't know if this was one of your words at the beginning, but the runner's high, that can be associated with running where it's like you're going and going and then all of a sudden you don't want to stop. I've I've reached a runner's high before. I know it's like it's hard to get there because especially if you don't like running, but usually once you reach it, then you're like, oh, I love running. Let me keep doing it. Uh, surfing a lot of times can be related to that. But the biggest I uh, concept to take away here is that everyone has experienced flow. So even if you and everyone can feel like no, everyone has. That's what the the one. The, but I mean, like everyone can reach it again. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's 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 for everyone. Yes, but what I'm saying is that if you're like, what is this? I don't understand. You've experienced it before. It's just uh, you haven't experienced it probably like anybody else has. But you have experienced it. So um, it. I would say that for you to understand like a time where you've experienced flow, you have to look at things in your life that fuel you. So for some people, it could be exercise. For other people, it could be music. It could be listening to music or like time just stands still. Mm-hmm. It could be like flow happens in a really good conversation with a friend where you think you've been there 20 minutes and all of a sudden three hours has gone by and you're like, holy cow, <laughs> how yeah. did that happen? Um, all of those are are aspects of flow. And the reason that we wanted to talk to you about it today is because we like you can achieve it more often than you would think. And we want to encourage you that it's possible to achieve flow in situations where you may not fully think you could. Like you can achieve flow at work. You can achieve flow Mm -hmm. 
in relationships, you can achieve flow in your everyday. So, or like in your normal life, maybe it's hard to do every day, but you can. So that's why we wanted to bring it to your attention. So now go ahead, Jessica, get to the, get back to the sciencey stuff. The sciencey stuff. Okay. I don't know. Well, I just, I, it, what was really cool about it to me was then, um, I was listening to some different people talk about it this morning and they talked about how when we're in flow, we are actually five times more productive. So like flow gets us to mastery even quicker of whatever we're doing, whether it's a skill or something we love or whatever. So like they're surfing, for example, one of the guys was talking about at a certain time, I think in the eighties, a 25 foot wave was the only, there was science behind it. That's the highest wave that any surfer can get into or ride, or I don't know, surfing terms, to be honest. Um, and then these surfers started, they were realizing that they were in flow. I mean, they don't know if they knew the terms or whatever, but they were in it. And now they can, they're like regularly in a hundred foot waves. A hundred foot waves? Yes. Which I didn't even know was like, yeah, it's That's insane. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. That's insane. First of all, A, that there's, that there are a hundred foot waves. I know. B. That, that humans are B. doing that. Uh-huh. I've bungee jumped from 50 feet and that is scary as hell. Yeah. Whew. But then they were talking about, you know, some of these people that, that surf and it's of course, not all surfers are like this, but like some of these guys, kids that surf or guys or whatever people like, you know, it's hard enough to get them to wake up on time or go to their job or blah, blah, blah. But then they can wake up at like five thirty six AM put on a cold wetsuit and go surf and be in flow. So it's about what's fueling them. And I think it's cool that we're so much more productive. Like if you are in flow at work, you could literally put in one day of work being in flow and that equals your five days. Like you don't have to go any other four days because you've done everything that you need to do, which I find myself in regularly in my like, you know, contract job work and in, in raw life work, I find myself in flow and like, you know, I'll schedule four hours even in the morning of just doing like getting work done. Cause I know I have a lot to do and I know I can do it and I've scheduled it. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy crap, it's, like three and a half hours have passed mm -hmm. and that's like my regular work not just the in raw life stuff like because I'm so in it and it going and I'm I don't know I'm in flow so for me I um I so I have the job that I have now is the job that I've had for almost two years like one and a half fish wow I know and it's very easy so it's like Oh, so wait, we should talk first about the chart. Yes. Um, because the chart, there's a, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, you can, which by the way, if you're listening, did you know we're on YouTube now? <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you can see this chart on YouTube or you can just Google, you can't Google flow chart or you won't find it. You have to Google like flow graph. But anyway, so it's. Back it up just a little bit. Perfect. Right there. So <laughs> it's the idea of like you want your challenge, the amount of challenge and the amount of skill to be even. So it's like it hits you right at the peak, like at the sweet spot of challenging enough to keep you fueled, but also um, that your skill set is 
equipped for it or just shy of it possibly because that's what presents the challenge. So basically like if you're in the lowest of low, like it's not challenging and your skill is not strong, then uh, you're in apathy. But as your skill grows, if the challenge stays low, you get bored or relaxed or you feel like you're in control, but like there's still this, okay, whatever, I'm just kind of like too, it's too easy. So maybe you're relaxed or maybe you're bored, but it's not like, it's not flow. But then if on the flip side, if the challenge is super hard, but the skill level is shy, um, then you start to worry, which grows to anxiety, which grows to arousal, which I know there's another word. Did you see the other word for that? I don't remember what it was. It's like, maybe you're, you're interested kind of, but it's like, like, yeah, it's it's like like peaking, but something's not, but the skill's not there. So it's not hitting it. Yeah. So, oh, that's it. Yeah. So you're like, you're intrigued by it and you're kind of like, oh, I got to find out more, but your skill set isn't matching that challenge quite yet, but you're almost there. So, but of course, like anxiety and worry come if the skills or if the challenge is too hard and your skill set doesn't match. So that's the idea behind it. Now back to my story. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the goal is to achieve the peak or the the perfect amount of skill and challenge. And I was in this job that is I am still in this job that I have the skill set for like above and beyond the challenge is mm-hmm. really only organizing everything into the most efficient way because everything that I'm doing I've done a hundred times over it's really not a challenge it's not a challenge for me um and I so I've been so bored lately because I'm like, okay, here I go, like doing the same things. So I'm doing stuff that I can like I can listen to a podcast or, you know, uh, like listen to music with words because sometimes I'm writing and I can't. But like I yeah. can I can do other mentally stimulating things while I do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just I've, a lot of times I find myself bored and I'm like the hours are ticking by mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay two more hours so I can work on in raw life or whatever, just kind of like tediously balancing it. But the past week, was it last week? Yeah. Last week, my husband asked me to work more hours, one more hour a day for our finances. At the same time, Jessica and I hired our business coach and had a whole list of things to do to like follow this business coach. And we didn't just say like, okay, sure, we'll do what she says over the course of time she recommends. We're like, let's do it all in a week. So she had seven weeks laid out for us to take our time as we needed and we crammed it into one week. So now we have all of this exciting like business growth stuff going on in my mind and five extra hours of work And I have never worked so efficiently at my day job. Like I am getting stuff done. And it's not just because of the extra five hours because I've been doing this for a long time. Like I I just – I've never worked this efficiently where things are done so quickly. And I'm like I'm ahead of the game and I'm doing stuff that like we weren't – we could never find time to do. I mean maybe the extra hours are helping but it's still – it's just funny. and. Even though, like, two weeks ago I was bored out of my mind, this week I'm like, wow, work's flying by again. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm in a state of flow, I think, because I'm finding flow with, like, growing our business. And it just feels so good that all work feels good. And that's yeah. amazing. I love that. Yeah, I 
I, I don't know if what I, I mean, I guess it could have been flow that I was feeling last week and kind of continuing to feel this week because each thing has its, you know, like doing our business stuff has its challenges that like I have to be creatively thinking about it, which I love. I love creatively thinking and then fitting in other things where it goes. And like, you know, I love organizing and it comes easy to me, but at the same time, every single time that a new thing needs to be organized, like a puzzle, whether it's my own schedule or someone else's, it's still a challenge. Like I have the skill set, but my skill set can always get better. And then it's a challenge because it's a new set of things. So I'm like, oh, this is so like I it's fun and I completely lose track of other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing, like whenever I'm doing anything as an artist, like I used to have an Etsy shop selling, you know, painted letters and all these kind of things. Like I always found myself in flow when I was doing that because I was just so excited trying to figure out how to make things fit in this and there. And all of a sudden I was like, oh crap, I need to go pick Emily up from school or whatever it was. Yeah, that's what I feel like there's different aspects of flow. So like for mm-hmm. me right now doing the businessy things and learning to grow my own business feels like exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think like that alignment is fueling me into this state of flow. Mm -hmm. But I also have experienced it, like I said, in good conversation. So because friends and relationships mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. So that's been a place. Sorry, there's going to be baby talk, (laughs) baby babble all throughout the end of or the background of this. I mean, when you and I have our afternoon calls, sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to go get in the car now or, yeah, or, oh, Emlyn's about to get in the car because and I just want to keep going because it's so, it's so good. That's a mix of like, of both. That's work and a friendship conversation, which is so cool. Like, that's why we're, we're very lucky that <laughs> we work together mm-hmm. and we are very close friends. It makes flow come a lot more often but no um but then there's also i think the you touched on it with the creativity aspect there's parts of our life that are who we are that bring us into that so mm-hmm. my husband it's working on a car for mm-hmm. you it's being crafty for me sometimes it's writing or Sometimes it's nature. Nature can also bring me into flow. I'm sure that works for a lot of people. Actually, I've only gone surfing once and I was terrible at it, but it's still, I understand what they're talking about. There is some weird connection with your body and the ocean. Oh, I'm sure. And I've never. I never want to leave. That's. Yeah, I could see that. Amazing. Yeah. Or even just like when you're with your, like your people or someone who you really connect with and you don't want to leave whatever like the conversation or the situation is because you're in flow with them. Like, you know, there's group flow too. I think they said like where everyone's kind of, I didn't hear that. That's cool. I I don't know if they use that term exactly, but it's been like, you know, lots of people are doing like, you know, like if you're at a concert or something and everyone's kind of in this zone of enjoying it and much sense because that's how I feel when I just go into New York City because there's so mm-hmm. much like excitement and culture and people feel alive there and that's I've heard flow being described as that feeling of feeling alive yeah. and like I feel alive just by walking into the city and it makes sense because so many people are fulfilling their dreams there from mm-hmm. like artists to actors to like musicians to he's in his flow it's a whole other kind of flow <laughs> I wonder if babies are like always in flow or more often than us. Oh, I'm sure because and toddlers. What they talk about is the the okay. So the thing that Jessica mentioned the 
the transient hypofrontality that is basically like she said it's shutting down your frontal brain that's shutting down your inner critic so a lot of times we have a hard time achieving flow because our inner critic is like hey knock knock that's stupid or do you really think that you want to blah 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 like our inner critic goes and goes and goes and they um i don't know what exactly they did to these new snipers i don't know what they did to them yeah it was some sort of like they said it was basically like an elect like in an electric way like you know like sending waves into their brain gave them like a lobotomy basically right in a sense where it shut down their frontal what frontal lobe frontal cortex frontal lobe so and then they 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 mastered being snipers so much faster it was 230 percent faster Mm -hmm. yeah so they quit like they became experts in it quickly because their critic shut down so it's like i mean and i think that has a lot to do with it too because lately like my confidence has just been skyrocketing and when i hear Mm -hmm. other things i'm like nope I am not going to listen to you, you liar telling me I'm not enough or whatever. Like, I've because my confidence is high at this point, I'm able to shut down the negative critics mm-hmm. and critiques, both in my own head and from others. So I'm like, ah, whatever, screw you. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think? Whatever, pal, move along because I know you're wrong and this is awesome. And because of that, I think that helps you get to flow quicker when you're able to shut down that critic. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, just getting into flow can help shut down all of that. Like the our frontal cortex, some of the things that it, it does is it does complex thinking. It handles morality. It handles logical thinking. It handles willpower. It handles long-term planning. And it handles like like the definition of time. That's why we, when you're in flow, like time doesn't even, it doesn't mean anything to you. And that's how you can get so lost. And you can forget to eat. Or forget to go do whatever you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why I'm starving. <laughs> I know. That's what <laughs> I thought about. The lobe is shut down. <laughs> if you really want to get into a state of flow, go check out Life Balanced or Life in Balance. The name is still pending as we're recording, but it's available now. We can't guarantee to give you flow, but we can guarantee to structure your schedule in a way that gives you more time to do those flow-like things. Yes. Life Balanced is amazing. It starts your morning out with gratitude so that you have a more present day throughout. And it's a mix of Jessica's schedule smart and my journey to presence. So it reorganizes your schedule in a way that adds more time to your day and more presence and more energy. So check it out, Life Balanced. The link is in the show notes. Uh, one of my my favorite things that I heard too was it was a quote from Howard Thurman and it said don't ask and I, I mean I know I've heard like a version of this or maybe I've heard this quote before but don't ask what the world needs ask what makes you come alive and go do more of that because the world needs all of us to come alive yes which yes. is what we're trying to do here at, in raw life like we we are are helping people be their most alive self so that they can do that in the world. And then the whole world is alive and we're all in flow and we're all just like, whew. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, I actually, when I heard that, like, we listened to the same TED Talk, but she listened to like five and I listened to one because that's over her <laughs> um, But I read blog posts. So, <laughs> um, but when I heard that quote, I would think, I thought we need to put that on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes. This week, yes, check I the like Instagram for that quote because it's a good one. <laughs> Another cool thing. Oh, two things. Well, one thing you'll really, really like talking about the kids in flow. They, that one of the things that I watched said that one of the best examples of flow is Montessori. Mm, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Because the, like the actual idea behind Montessori is, you know, letting the kids lead it and follow their intuition, having long periods of time, like nine, like 90 to 120 minutes where they are like, you're, you're not stopping them saying, oh, well, we have to stick to this schedule, so you need to stop doing that now. You're letting them get into it and figure it out, and then they learn quicker. Montessori kids who are doing true, true Montessori have way higher test scores, and I don't know if they said IQs, too, but, like, they they just have more knowledge, and they're smarter and quicker at it. Like, I know that yeah. people – I remember talking to somebody in the past few years that said uh, someone who they knew that went through Montessori, like, even through high school – they were so far ahead of all of their classmates at college because and they didn't even know it. They're like, what are, like, this is just normal to them, yeah. you know, but they're in uh. flow all the time. So they're mastering all of these things so quickly and all the time. And they're just like, they're in check and smart and got it going on. <laughs> got it going on. Oh, <laughs> uh, that makes me so happy for the future of my sons. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to get trapped in education and feeling like you're not good enough. But that's the thing is like Montessori lets you choose too. So you do Mm -hmm. what fuels you and then your your education grows in it. Mm -hmm. That's the best. I wish I went to Montessori. Well, that's why I wanted Emlyn to go to Montessori is because I went to Montessori preschool for like two, three years. And I remember – like I know it gave, and my brother went to Montessori too preschool, and I know it gave us a leg up in how we think and do things. Mm-hmm. Wait, that you said two things though. There was another thing you were gonna say. Oh, the other cool thing. I mean, it wasn't totally related, but they were talking about flow in corporations and at work. And Jeff Bezos, you know, head of Amazon. Um, one of the things that he implements is always saying yes, kind of like improv. So like when people are doing improv, you're in flow when you're doing improv. And I know you, you've done improv and I know I love improv improv too. Cause you're like, when you get into it and you're, especially when like you're all the group of you are like into it, you're in flow. And the number one rule is you always say yes. You can't say no. And like the example, this guy was saying, he's like, you know, if someone tells me that there's a blue elephant in the bathroom and I'm doing improv, I can't say, no, there's not, or challenge them. I have to go with it and say, oh man, I hope he's not. Cause like, it's not funny to say, no, there's not, but it's funny to say, oh, I hope he's not using all the toilet paper. <laughs> and so it, that same kind of thing at Amazon, they want you to, to say yes as much as possible or to keep up leveling like you and I I feel lately because we're in flow when we don't agree with each other we don't say no we kind of up level it or add our Ooh, thing to it you know yeah that's so fascinating we never say no to each other I know I'm Jessica no <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I feel like we would like some like well we never like say no before but like we would say I don't agree with that or I, you know kind of like shut it down in a different way instead of adding to it but I feel like lately we're only adding to 
whatever each other says if we feel differently about it. And so at Amazon, if you really want to say no to somebody's idea, you have to write a two-page paper about it, why you're saying no, and post it to the whole, like, like the internal whatever their thing. So you really have to mean it. And it's hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Wow. That's, oh, I love that idea because it's true. And I feel like with us, when we, when like, I, I was just saying this to Jessica the other day. I love when we disagree because it it does up-level. Because we don't ever say no. It's like, okay, well, what about this? Well, what about this? <gasps> and then together we combine this, like, superpower idea of both of our ideas. It's a magical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, you know, with, with me having fixed both of our schedules to where we're having, like, actual chunks of time dedicated to things. I feel like that helps too. Just like the Montessori, how they have those chunks of time. The guy was talking about with at work, if you want people to be in flow and be doing better, you, you can't say, okay, you like the rule can't be, you have to respond to an email within an hour at work because what if they're in flow? What if they're so intent on this other thing? Do you really want them stopping just to reply to this other email or do you want them to be working on this project that could be so much more important? Mm -hmm. I wanted to share the path to flow Mm -hmm. because I found this kind of interesting because the path to flow starts with struggle. You Mm. are in like a point of struggle. That's like, okay, I don't want to be here. So how do I get out of it? Um, and then usually like the, uh, the way out of a struggle is to find relaxation. It's actually not (laughs) to like get confrontational or Mm -hmm. to fight your way out of it. If you're in a struggle, the best way to remove yourself from that struggle is to relax. And so, Mm -hmm. um, the guy that was talking about this path to flow brought up Albert Einstein, who, would go out on a boat in the middle of the lake and just look at the clouds when he needed a break from the struggle. So it kind of – it brings your mind from this beta state to the alpha state. So if you're in struggle, you're in a beta state. And then once you relax, you can go to an alpha state. So that helps to kind of, I guess, release some of whatever the struggle is. And then after that, you're able to approach it from a healthier perspective, which can – open up the opportunity of flow. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in flow, it's um it's the theta state of your mind which is rarely experienced by everyday people. It unless you're it's the that point of that state of mind when you're falling asleep or that like deep meditative monk type people reach, but mm-hmm. you reach that when you're in flow. Hmm. And so when you're there, you're actually experiencing what you're doing, which I've found that just through presence too. Like Mm -hmm. present, it's like, oh, wow, look at, look at this, like this experience of walking through and like touching these things. Cause sometimes, you know, you're making your coffee every single morning and you're not even paying attention to like the smoothness of the mug or the heat of the, of the coffee, like as it as it steams up your nose, you know, like there's so many aspects to a morning cup of coffee mm-hmm. that we miss because it's just part of our everyday. So I encourage you to like really enjoy your next cup of coffee because I feel like that can kind of bring you to a state of flow. And then finally, after there's a fourth step after flow, which is the recovery. Um, and that's the delta mind, delta brain, wait, I don't know what I was calling it. 
<laughs> it's the delta part of your brain. And that's usually what happens uh, while we're sleeping. So it's our brain recovering from everything we experienced and like soaking up the memories and uh, remembering, yeah, like soaking up everything it learned from that day. So that way, like it, they, some scientists say that you don't actually even learn when you're learning. You don't learn until you sleep. So mm-hmm. Just like babies. Or well, sl- like sleep regressions are around when they're learning really big things. Cause like they kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that's the state of flow. While you were talking about needing to relax when you're in the struggle, it made me think of Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter at the end when they're like going through stuff, they get caught in devil's snare, which is like these vines it's kind of like quicksand-ish. Like it'll just swallow you up then. If but And the more you struggle, the harder it grasps on, which can kind of be related to like anything in life. Like you're talking about, like if the more there's a struggle, the more that you fight against it, the more it's going to hold on to you. But when you just, in the movie, they're like, oh yeah, when you relax, like just completely relax your body. And you're like, oh yeah, that's real easy. Like you'll fall through. And they do. Once they completely relax their body, they fall through it and they're fine. And that's the same with struggle in life is once you like relax and let yourself go through it, then you find yourself on the other side. Yeah. That's when you get your breakthrough is once you, because if you're fighting, my mom used to always say like, if you, if you want something really bad, you start to clench your fist because you want it so bad, but then mm-hmm. your hand isn't open to actually receive it. So you have to like, you're fighting, 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 but once you relax and let it go, then it can fall bloop, right into your hand. <laughs> So one more thing before we wrap up, I uh, just want to remind you that flow is possible. Flow is selfless because when you're in flow, you're doing good things like greater good. Flow is effortless. Flow is timeless and flow is irresistible. So if you find yourself craving something, like you're just like, I cannot wait to get back to XYZ, that XYZ brings you to a state of flow. Allow yourself to get back to that as often as you can. Make time in your schedule to get to whatever that is that is drawing you, that your body is like craving to get back to Mm -hmm. because that is what's going to fuel you and make you a better person. Fuel you to be the best version of yourself. Exactly. So, on that note, thank you so much for joining us. We find a state of flow as we talk to you, and we hope that you find a state of flow listening to us. This isn't this isn't work for us. This is effortless, enjoyable time that we get to share together and with you, and we absolutely love it. So if you love it too, I mean, you don't have to be in a state of flow when you listen, but if you love what you're listening to, we would really appreciate it if you share our podcast. You can do that by just simply rating or subscribing on your podcast channels. If you write a review, that's even better. That up levels your rate to an actual awesome review. Um, and I mean, who doesn't want to know about a podcast where they can come in here baby battle in the background? I mean, it's as raw as it gets here. So if you like the raw feel you're getting, please share it. You can also share us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at inrawlife.co. You can share any of our posts or you can even share what you're listening to on your story and tag us and then we'll share you and it'll 
just be a group hug of sharing. So please go check us out on Instagram. That's at inrawlife.co. And if you would like to be a part of our podcast, you can, you can email us at podcast at inrawlife.com with a voice recording of you or your child or whoever would like to add to our podcast of what it means to you to be strong. So you can say being strong means, or strength to me means, and we will feature you at the beginning of an episode. Until next week, we hope that you make some time for the activities that put you into flow. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and share it. And if you are hungry, just grab a dang banana. Bye! What a stinker! Oh my gosh. Hold on. Oh man. Oh man. Can Can you hear me now? Oh, what's your Montessori work over there? Gray's Montessori work is digging through the bathroom cabinet. Hold on. Hey. Hey. Hey.